In conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level, introduce to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastigo Colopring. God bless you as you listen. Our Father, please reach out to us. Everyone that is a captive of the devil, set him free now. You did not call the seed of Jacob to seek in vain. We have come to take our inheritance that is still remaining. The wicked cannot keep anyone back. Lord, we ask you open our eyes. Encounter everyone again today. Let there be a release. Teach us that we need to know. Help us, O Lord, to stand firm. We give all the praise to you. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Are we saying amen? Today we want to continue with what is the standard, the mold, or the yastic, and the pattern for our growth. Now we have talked about new birth, we understand it being born again. Then we talk about the growth, hallelujah. But there is also a pattern, a pattern that the Father approved for our growth. If you grow anyhow, God will disapprove your growth. So there is a pattern for our growth that we must keep looking at as we grow. As we grow in the Lord, for we to get our inheritance, we can't just grow anyhow. We can't just say we are growing. There was a time in my Christian race, I thought I was growing, but I wasn't growing. Because I was growing outside a pattern that God approved for growth. If we must go into our inheritance in Christ Jesus, are we saying amen? Now, it's very important why many people don't get to their inheritance. Even when they say they are children of God, they know a lot of Bible. They can quote many Bible offhand. They have read so many books. I read also so many books then. Now, we must understand that is not just to grow. That is a pattern that God approved for our growth. If we must be accepted. If God will allow us to get into our inheritance in Christ Jesus. If we don't grow according to that pattern that the father approved. He will look at us as vagabond. And not proper children. And not proper children. So even while we say we are growing into our inheritance. God will ask, are you growing after what? After who? Are you growing after who? After who are you growing? If you are growing after your bishop, after your pastor, you are going to be a vagabond before God. If that your pastor or your bishop is not growing after Christ, after Christ, after Christ, after Christ, if what you see in that pastor is not Jesus, if it's not Jesus, if it's not Jesus, if it's not Jesus, that's a problem. That's a very big problem. Now we look at some scriptures, Ephesians 4 verse 13. 
Romans 8 verse 17, then 29, then 1 Peter 2 verse 21. We look at these scriptures, then we study to get a better understanding of these. You know, at times we talk about mentorship. At times we talk about so many things, discipleship and so many things. They are all wonderful, whether mentorship, whether discipleship, whether whatever ship. But the most important thing is this. Is it after who are you mentoring somebody to be? What do you want to mentor somebody to become? It's very important to God. God is so much concerned about that. So much concerned about that. Ephesians 4.13 Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Of the fullness of Christ. For God, there is no other pattern he has given to us as a church. God never introduced any minister to us. God never introduced any pastor to us, any bishop to us. God introduced Jesus, his son. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well. It is him you should hear. It is him you should hear. Now, it's so important that we understand this great truth. So, even when I say I am growing people, God's concern is after what are you growing them? God is very much concerned about that. After what are you growing them? Are you growing them after your denomination? Are you growing them after yourself? Are you growing them after your church dogmatism? Are you growing them after your personal knowledge? Do you understand what I'm saying here? Now, if you are not laboring to grow the people after Christ, everything you are doing there is useless in the sight of God. It's hopeless in the sight of God. All that God desires, that if I open the Holy Scriptures, what I'm looking for is Christ to grow like him, to be like him, in order that I speak like him, I walk like him, I behave like him, I talk like him in everything that I do in life. That is God's desire. The desire of God is not that you speak like a pastor who has not begun to speak like Christ. Is somebody here with me? Please understand this. So he said, all the labor is that we'll keep laboring until we all come in what? In the unity of faith and of the knowledge of who, please? Of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who is the son of God. Not the knowledge of your church. Not the knowledge of your pastor. If that pastor's knowledge is not the knowledge of Christ, then it's not what anybody learning of. If you grow with that, honestly speaking, God will look at you as this one. No, it's not part of it. It's so important to understand it because this is what started destroying the body of Christ. Where the body of Christ started having problems is that 
men started pulling men and teaching them their own doctrine and not the doctrine of Christ. This is where the trouble started. The body of Christ would have been so thick that the world can't do anything. The body of Christ would have been so strong that if they say stop, the whole nation will stand still. They will know these people, if you turn against them, they will grind into pieces. They are one. They speak from one voice. And that voice is the voice of the lion himself. The lion of the tribe of Judea. Jesus, the son of God. So the enemy understood this. And is still pressing on to cause more havoc in the body of Christ up to tomorrow. Are you not hearing our brother Paul? Our brother Paul speaking and says, see, this is our labor. Our labor is that all of them will do what? Will come, he said, till we all come in the what? In the unity of faith. In the unity of what? Of faith. So that no one will be believing different thing apart from Jesus. No one will teach another thing apart from who? Apart from Christ. Our focus will be Christ and Christ and Christ alone. No other thing, no other thing will be saying. If you go to this place, they'll be telling you Jesus, our Lord, who dies for us on the cross of Calvary, who shed his blood and redeemed us back to our God. And today we have been made kings and priests which shall reign here on earth. So instead of them growing people into Christ, they are growing them into themselves, into their church doctrine, into their dogmatism, thereby robbing them of their inheritance in Christ. Robbing them of their inheritance in Christ. He said, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. You can never come to that perfect man because he is the only perfect man. If there is another knowledge that is being formed in us, you can never drive yourself onto that perfection. Before you can think about perfection is when Christ is formed in a man fully. Apostle Paul was speaking. He said, this is what I am laboring for. I travel that Christ be what? Be formed in this one. Because I know once Christ is formed, these ones are perfect before God. There's no righteousness you will ever try to perform that will make God see you as perfect. Except when you see Christ in his fullness dwelling in a man. When Christ in his fullness dwells in a man. That all we labor every day, morning, afternoon, night, is to know him. To know him. To know him. As we grow in him. As we grow in him, as we grow in him, God begin to see they are coming close to perfection. Just like my son, Jesus Christ. Can somebody understand what I'm saying here? Listen, it's not those gimmicks you are hearing. It is no story. It is no games. It's no story. It's no games. So it's important that we understand this truth. Until we understand this truth, we will still be robbed of our inheritance in Christ. We'll be robbed of our inheritance in Christ. And these men don't know what they are doing to us. They don't know that actually they are robbing us of what belongs to us, what the Father has given to us free of charge. 
They are robbing us of that. He said, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of who? Of Christ is driving us into something. There's something they want to achieve. The fullness of Christ, the fullness of Christ, Christ dwelling in us. We carry him about, but with different container. Different containers, as you come, you look at his face, different. You look at his face, different. You look at his face, you look at my own face, but one content is inside us. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? We are carrying one person. The person of who? Christ. And now when we carry one person, the person of Christ, what effect do we see everywhere? The same effect. The same effect. So anywhere we turn, we'll see Christ manifesting. Anywhere we go to, that same Christ will be doing what? Be manifesting. Instead of our church manifesting there, instead of our religion manifesting, instead of what they taught us manifesting, it's Christ that ought to manifest. Then you see all the arguments will die. All the fights will die. All the struggles will die naturally. Is somebody understand what I'm saying here? So if we say we are growing, God's concern is what are they growing to become? What are they growing? What are they growing? What are they growing? If a minister says he's growing the people, God will say, what kind of people is he growing? If every day you are teaching people about demon, 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 what kind of people will you grow there? Demonic people. <laughs> every day you gather people. What do you be teaching them? 24 ways of pursuing demon. He start telling them the names of demon. Demon Magdalene. Demon Manchancha. That's the one that has seven heads. The one that has four heads and twenty tails. If you see them, their teeth is like this. That's what you'll be telling the people in the church. Please, what would they grow to be? If they are sleeping, what are they dreaming? If they are eating, what would they be thinking of? If they are walking on the street, what would they be thinking of? There's nothing they have not demonized. <laughs> Everything is demon. Demon. Why? It's because of what they are teaching them. It's because of what they are growing. What they are growing in them. They live in the consciousness of that. They live in the consciousness of that. They are living in the consciousness of what they are teaching every Sunday. They will tell them every demon that is pursuing you. Every witch that is everywhere. Is that not what is happening in the church now? They live in the consciousness of witches. Even little children. They have made our little children that they would have grown Christ in. They stay. Every day you see them. Children, no? Children. If you tell a little child to pray, the first thing you remember, in the name of Jesus, every demon in this house, every demon in this And you thought it's a joke. You thought it's a little thing. You don't know we are beginning to destroy our children. Destroy everything. Destroy everything. Where do they learn it from? Where do the parents learn from? Everything is demon. There's no day they have ever stayed in church they will teach us about Christ in his fullness. Ah! And you see yourself rejoicing. 
you see yourself rejoicing. You will rejoice so much and come out and say, ah, God, thank you. God's word sanctifies. God's word does not defile. Fear is a defilement. Anything that makes you to fear is a defilement. Even if it's a teaching in the church that you finish listening to and every time you're moving, you are defied. Whenever the knowledge of Christ takes absolute control of a man, you see fear will go on his own. He lives in the consciousness of what the Lord has done for him. And that consciousness gives him victory in every battle of life. In every battle of life. Are we saying amen? So our brother Paul said, till we all come to unity of it and of the knowledge of the Son of God, please, I want you to underline it. The knowledge of the Son of God, that is what will grow you into perfection, into the statue of Christ, to be like Jesus. It's only the knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. The knowledge of the Son of God. Do you see anywhere in Genesis to Revelation where Jesus gathered the disciples and started teaching them how to pursue demon? He said, demon, the one that have four heads, let me teach you people so that when I go, if they come, you can attack them. <laughs> what did Jesus simply say? I have given you power over all these things. Is it not what he said? Is it not what Jesus told them? He said, I have given you power. You have power to do what? To cast them out in case they come. So in case they come around, I give you power to do what? Cast them out. Cast them out. Is that not spiritual sense? Is that not spiritual sense? So Jesus gave them spiritual sense. Spiritual sense. He didn't call them and start saying, you know, these people are dangerous. So. He said, in case they come, cast them out. He said, in case you eat the thing, you don't know. They put something for you to eat. If you finish eating it, go your way. Nothing will happen. Is it not what Jesus said? I'm asking you, is it not what Christ said? He said, for you will eat deadly things, but he will not harm you. But today, if we sit down in the church, they'll tell you, hey, hey, we are talking about the knowledge of Christ that is moving away from the church and they are bringing the knowledge of the devil to defile us. To defile us. Jesus was going back. He told the disciples, say, listen, in my name, you do what? You cast out demons. If it's what they are teaching us, let me tell you the truth. Many of us would have turned the whole place upside down. Because we carry spiritual sense and be walking around. We carry spiritual sense. You can imagine when Jesus said, you cast out demon. Demon, cast out demon. And they say, witch is here. If the witch see you, what will you do? The witch in the person, what will you do? He will say, these people will cast me away. Let me just better live here. Did he hear Jesus say, you miss oil? You go and bring ribbon and miss it, turn it to blood. Pour it, pour it there, pour it there. No, Jesus said, in my name. Is it not what he said? In my name. You will do what? Tell the demon, now in the name of Jesus. Will he hear? He will hear. You carry his name around everywhere you go. You carry the name around everywhere you do what? Do you know if you start carrying a bottle of oil anywhere you go? They start calling you native doctor. This native doctor, anywhere you go, he carries oil. 
So the knowledge of Christ makes a world of difference. He said, till we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, of the fullness of Christ, of the fullness of Christ, that is what makes a world of difference. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. So please note these scriptures. Let your focus be on Jesus. On Jesus, the man of Calvary. Him that died for you on the cross. And on that cross he said it is finished. There is nothing that is remaining that Jesus did not finish. There is nothing that is remaining that Jesus did not finish. Your Lord, my Lord, my Savior, your Savior. He's not a liar. Let every man be a liar. Let him alone be the truth. If he said it is finished, it's finished. Jesus can never tell you something is finished when it's not finished. On that cross, he said it is what? Finished. And breathed the last breath and gave up the ghost. And he went down to the grave and collected the hookies and resurrected and said, oh power in heaven, on earth anywhere there is power is with me now. Is with me. So why are you defiling the people of God? So it is that knowledge you need. It is that knowledge you need. If your faith moves out of that knowledge, you'll be defied. Are we saying amen? Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and join heads with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Heirs of God. Heirs of God, join heirs with him. What does that mean? It simply means that God wants to see people like Christ. He wants to see every one of us to be like who? Like him. If we are joined heirs with Christ, he can be less than Christ. You can be less than who? Christ. You can be less than him. Oh. You can be less than him. Oh. If there's any other thing you're looking for, you have gotten it wrong. If there's any other thing they are forming in you, they are laboring for you to be, listen, it's a useless work. It's a hopeless work. It's a nonsense work. It is work that will never progress you to anywhere. Whenever the father look at you and say, what are they growing? Only what he can say, let all this rubbish they are growing, scatter, scatter it. Scatter it, I don't need it. Scatter it. I don't need it. Scatter it. Scatter it. If they say they are heirs, co-heirs with Christ, why did he make you co-heir? He wanted to be like him. The seed of Christ was planted in us at new birth. That seed of Christ must grow. That is what he wants to grow. God wants to grow the seed that was planted in us at new birth. Did somebody understand what I'm saying? The seed that was planted in you when you give your life to Christ, is the seed of Christ. So, if you plant mango, what will mango grow to produce? If you plant cover, what will cover grow to produce? So, when we are telling people, give your life to Christ, they give their life to Christ. We say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, what do you think that is happening? It is the seed that is called Christ that God will now plant in that heart. When he plant that seed in that heart, how can you start growing another thing? The seed planted in you at new birth is Christ. 
And what they are throwing in you is nothing. Vagabond. That's why you see some of our women in the church very arrogant. Very disobedient. Very, very arrogant people I've never seen. Very disobedient. Men in the church also very arrogant and very, very disobedient. Wicked in the heart. Why? What they are growing is the wrong thing. If they had started growing Christ from the day that Christ was planted, Christ would have grown so mightily. So mightily in their life. But when they start growing and nothing, when their focus of growth is not Christ, when their focus of growth is another thing, they grow their denomination, they grow their program, they grow their church, they grow what they love. If they love money, is what they are growing. Whatever they love is what they start growing. So what God is focusing on to grow is Christ. If we must grow well and grow into our inheritance, it must be only that same seed that you received at new birth that should be the focus of our growth. The focus of your growth should be Christ. The focus of your growth should be Christ. If it's not Christ, you are growing on that, you know. And God can never be pleased with you. He can never be pleased with that which you're growing. He can never be pleased with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why we have become Christian for 20 years, but no one is seeing Christ in us. Christ is there far. Christ is far. Not that that person didn't receive the seed. He received the seed, but the people growing started growing under thing. They started growing under thing. It's not Christ that is their focus of growth. They want to grow their church dogmatism, their church doctrine. You know, many things they started introducing. But it means so many things they are introducing as if those things make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And so many recitations, incantations in the church. How does he grow Christ? That's what I'm asking. Any day if I see that, I say, all these things they are doing, how does he grow Christ in this man? Doesn't this pastor know that his job is to grow Christ in them as he himself is growing in Christ? His job is to grow Christ. His job is to grow Jesus as he himself is growing in Christ Jesus. As himself is growing in Christ. There is nothing beautiful in decorating the altar. Now, let me tell you, I want to stripe, listen, I want to stripe all this rubbish that we're seeing. I want to stripe it off so that our focus can be on Christ. It needs to be on Jesus. You see decoration? It has nothing to do with your growth. It has nothing to do with your growth in Christ. It has nothing to do with your growth in Christ. Good speaker has nothing to do with your growth in Christ. All these big, big lights and the rest of them, even if we buy one million acres of land, it has nothing to do if you are not using that land to grow Christ. Even if we didn't build anything there and gather people and be growing Christ, God is happy with us. Do you know reason why they are tormenting people with money, 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 money in the church? It's because they don't understand that their job is to grow Christ. When you grow Christ in the people, the people walk into their inheritance in Christ as quick as possible. As quick as possible. So they make them believe that they want to give the highest money. It's not true. 
is the one that grew faster. The one that grows faster to be conformed to the image of Christ. Can somebody hear what I'm saying here? Please, are you understanding me? So, this is important for we to understand. It's not this flash television that grows Christ in you. It's not beautiful microphone that grows Christ. What grows Christ is the knowledge of Jesus Christ that you are taking in every day, every day, every day. As you keep taking it in, you keep growing in him. You keep growing in him. If your focus is not Christ, you will never grow. You will think you are growing, but you are not growing. You might have the knowledge of the scripture, but you are not growing one bit. You are not growing one bit. So being joined heads with Christ, what does it simply mean? It simply means we ought to be like him. Before the father see him as a heir, the father has accepted him. He said, this one is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God can never be pleased in you if he still see Christ in you. What makes God to be pleasing you is the Jesus that is seeing you and the Jesus that you are laboring to grow in you is what makes God to be pleasing you. If my labor is for another thing, let me tell you, God is no more pleased with me. He's displeased with me. Displeased with my life. If I'm laboring here to build house, if I'm laboring here to make the people bring money, I buy car. If my labor here is to make the people just feel happier, and I'll come out and make that, I'll say, I'll be speaking Queen's English. Can somebody say hallelujah? They say, this pastor is very gentle. Ah, you need to see the way he used to talk. Can somebody say, Jesus is Lord? Hallelujah. Just stand on your feet. Lift up your hands to heaven. Five steps forward. Four steps backward. Shout, I will never go back again forever. Jump up and shout it and shout it. Let the whole heaven hear and the whole hell. If you shout it one million times, God will ask, what is this? What God will be asking, what is this? What I send you to do is to grow Christ in them, the seed that they received. I want that seed to grow. Let it grow in them. Pastor, leave all these games. Grow Christ in One of the songs I love too much. <laughs> the day I understood that song, I said, Lord, help me. I just want to be like you. Edeka Jesus is one of my greatest songs. When I used to sing it, it's when I'm praying alone. When I just lie down praying, I'll be crying. I said, Lord, in this area, I am not yet like you. I want to be like you in this area. You see this area, I am not yet like you. I want to be like you there. Lord, please help me. I want to be like you. I want to be like you. I know that is the only thing. I want to be like you. Do you know if that is our focus, nobody needs to teach some of our ladies how to dress. Because if their focus is to be like Jesus, I've been at church now, but if we're in a church, they are completely naked. I mean in the church. Oh. So who are you growing in them? Who are you growing in them? Who are you growing in them? Then if you see them talk, is that how Jesus used to talk? If you have made them to know that it's Christ they ought to grow, are you understanding? They will be learning that Jesus doesn't talk like this. If they talk like that by mistake, 
they will go back and fall down to their husband and say, please, I'm sorry, I know I've heard. But when somebody has not seen an example, how would the person know when he has done wrong? How would the person know I am doing wrong now? You don't know who you are supposed to be like. You are just living your life. Labor to be like him so that you can be approved of God. Some of them will say, Madoga, I didn't want Jesus. Jesus or more. I want money. And tomorrow you say, We are joined hands with Christ. We are joined hands. God say, You are joined hands. You will mad. Madam, man will join her with Christ. So you are out of it. <laughs> Is somebody here with me? I love that my song so much. Edeka Jesus. Edeka Jesus. Are rambu. Are rambu. Kamo di kaya. Kamo di kaya. We recite nandwa. We because if that is your cry every day, do you understand what I'm saying? When it becomes the cry of a woman, honestly speaking, she will learn how to talk to the husband. When Christ said, I am the head of the church. I am not your head. I know you are part of the church. I have made your husband your head. Don't tell me. You won't be my body if you don't stay with your husband as your head. As your head. I made this man your what? Your head. EJ in the office. Your boss call you. Just come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You are respecting another man. If he call you, yes, sir. Even when he tell you, why are you dressing like a mad person? You say, sir, I didn't know. I didn't know. You will not answer anything. You will not say anything. You will not even frown. You will be smiling. All through. But your husband will say, this thing you are wearing, I don't like it. Can you go and change it? Say, I'm going to have a mad it's because you are not learning Christ. If you are learning Christ, if it's Christ you are learning, that's message somebody sent to me. So I was forwarding it to many women. The woman said, I know why God is blessing me. And the husband called and said, I am the one that is making God to bless you because the way you are treating me is wonderful. You have never raised an eyebrow against my decisions. Anything I ask you to do, you do. And the woman said in her own testimony, no matter who you are a man, she will not give you the respect he has given to the husband. He said the husband first, then you can. And God is blessing her so badly. I mean so badly. So badly, so badly. She has gone around almost the whole world. Preaching the gospel, raising young ladies, telling them, You see what God has set in place. Don't scatter it. Don't scatter it. If you go, your husband is talking, your eye like this. You claim you know. You don't know anything. In you, iti boribo, iti pataka. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying here? When we learn of Christ, it makes a world of difference. When we learn of Christ, 
It makes a world of difference. So our focus should be Christ. If you see Christ admonishing women, if you see Christ talking to husband on how to treat the wife, oh, it's really wonderful. If we all are following him, our life would have been wonderful. All these struggles we see, many marriages wouldn't have arise. We'd have seen peace flowing like a river. So we must understand that we are joined hands with Christ. It's so be that we suffer with him. He said the same way we will enjoy his word, his glory. So those things is what the flesh don't want. The flesh don't want it. The flesh wants its freedom. He always wants to have his way. He don't want to hear about suffering of any kind. But I heard the master saying, my yoke is easier. Better take my own. If I say submit your husband in all things, don't start querying it. Say, how can? A lady came to my office. I quickly brought the scripture. I presented to her. I said, the Lord said you should submit your husband in all things. He said, how? Even when he's stupid. Even when he's foolish. I bowed down my head. By the time I raised it again, I told the young man, the marriage is not going to last. They have not married though. I told the young man, that marriage is not going to last. This marriage I'm saying is not lasting. That marriage lasted six months. Six months and it's scattered. The young man came back to my office. I said, what happened? He told me how the lady will allow the mother, the mother will come to the house. If they give the mother where to sleep, the mother will say, no, no, that room is not good. She's not comfortable. She wants to sleep with them. <laughs> And the lady will say, no, no, oh, my mom, Biko, happy, 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 Biko, happy, oh, my mom, mama, noreba. And the young man will say, what kind of nonsense is this? I can't think. Six months, the marriage scattered. Jesus said, by their fruit, you shall do what? Any woman that tells you, it cannot be in all things. She's not ready to suffer. She's not ready to suffer that. She's not ready to hear it. She don't want to follow Christ. She might claim that she knows Jesus, but she don't want to follow him. She don't want to follow him. So what is the Lord saying to us that we need to know? We need to understand that and understand it perfectly well following Jesus. It is the only way to grow. Knowing him by his word. If we must take our inheritance in Christ, we must understand that. Can we say amen? Romans 8.29 For whom he did for know, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Among many brethren. Hallelujah. To conform to the image of Christ that he might be the first son as all of us become his what? His brothers. So what is God's desire? God's desire is that we be conformed. So we must understand that our job is to get people conformed to the image of Christ. So we need to grow people that are what? That are strong like Christ. Families that have peace like that of Christ. Marriages that can stand no matter the wind and the storm of life. Just like Christ could stand. As somebody say, man, we must understand this. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. For even here unto were ye called, 
Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his terms. Hallelujah. That we should do what? Follow what? His terms. The path that the Lord wants us to take. Man might see it as suffering, but it is the way to glory. It is the way to our glory. They might see it as useless thing. How can you be following Jesus? Just following Jesus. When Jesus met Matthew, what did he say to him? Follow. I will do what? I will make you fishers of men. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. To tell a family man, I will make you fishers of men. But you don't know that in making one fishers of men is where everything you have need of will come. Every need you have will come. That's where everything. So, it's important that we understand that the path that Christ is taking us is the path of glory. It's not the path of shame. You can't follow Christ and your head will be buried down in shame and in reproach. It's not possible unless you are not following him well. Follow him well. Jesus cannot put you to shame. It's not possible. He didn't do that before. Will he do it now? He can do it now. Look at the disciples of old. If you go around every church, they St. Paul, St. Matthew, St. This. Is it not true? James, this and that. These are men that laid down their life for Christ. Over there, they are seated at the right hand of the Father with who? With Christ. There is glory in serving the Lord. There is glory in serving the Lord. So this evening, we have to pray. No matter what it takes, no matter the suffering that you might pass through, suffering is part of it. Suffering is part of it. Check anyone that has followed Christ, the mark of suffering is there. There must be a time in your life that the world will mock you. There must be a time in this world that everyone will back out. Only you will stand for Christ. They will mock you. They will laugh at you. But victory must come. Your head must be lifted up. Victory must come. Your head must be lifted up. There was a time it was very tough and hard. So tough and hard. I was hawking book many places. I wasn't hawking book to eat food. I was hawking books to see money to preach gospel. My shoe opened mouth. They were mocking me. They were mocking me. So the mockery was too high. I was hearing it. I went one day to preach group of players. They were gathered in the field. As I was talking to them, they were looking at my shoe. My shoe became distraction. You can imagine that. I had to trek from my house and one day I was coming back. I said, Lord Jesus, I am tired. And I heard Jesus speak to me very clear. Do you know what he said? If you give up, that is when you will not see the glory. If you give up, you will not see the glory. Bow down your head and say, Lord, I want to be like Jesus. Edeka Jesus. Edeka Jesus. Ariambu. Ariambu. Come Can you begin to talk to God? And say, Lord, help me. Is the arrogance in you? Is there pride in you? Don't you see it's not in Christ? Can you talk to God? Hare Rambu, Hare Rambu, Kamotikaya.
are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life transforming seminars for all in Sport Circle at Sue E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokiti Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60222330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.